A very good morning to all of you, brothers and sisters in Christ, my colleagues in the, the seniors and the much generation, younger generation, and then also to the group of uh, younger, the younger one who had just left to have their Sunday school. Huh? Thank you very much to, to our great Lord for blessing this uh, intergenerational faith community in Trinity Methodist Church. Thank you, Pastor, for the privilege of this uh, pulpit to our seniors I can share with you to today. So uh, we will start off, uh, I think, uh, with the slide number one. Huh? Ah. Okay. Yeah, actually, uh, <clears throat> I plan to uh, basically recall what I shared with the whole congregation present here as well as uh, those who are on the Zoom. And uh, last year, in fact, uh, where we had our MYF Sunday. And in fact, this year, we are going to call our church, instead of just MYF Sunday, we want to embrace all the seniors. So we are going to call ourselves, it's a Recognition Sunday for all uh, what we call uh, for all the older adults, all the younger adults. I will just define uh, the age group where you fall into the young old and the old and the oldest old. Okay, so uh, this morning, uh, let me, let us all go to God in, uh, in a short prayer. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Uh, I am still trying to uh, master how to use this. I right, go praise the Lord. So our theme is going to be on finishing well and to spend time meditating on this, this Sunday. Uh huh. Sorry, wait, wait, sorry. Ah, yeah, yeah. Eh? Sorry, Pastor. Is it bottom? Oh, it might be. <laughs> thank you. Okay, thank you, Pastor. Thank you. Sorry for a little. Uh, okay, let me try. Okay. Where do I point to? Uh, by the way? Ah, yeah, yeah, it's coming. Is it coming? Oh, it's a middle one, huh? Ah, uh, uh, okay, okay. Okay, thank you, thank you. All right. Okay, I go to a prelude. <clears throat> On last year, MYF Sunday, our Methodist Church, particularly, and many of you were here, October 17, 2021. I share from this uh, pulpit on the theme of aging well, entitled Older Adults, a wonderful resource for the ministry of the church community. Today, one year on, let us all think together on finishing well. You will recall on 21st, on that Sunday, last year Sunday, I shared the advances in science and medicine, and they were prolonging human life expectancy and falling birth rate. This phenomena continue to turn the age pyramid of countries and the world upside down. And these are some of the key points. I think, wait, let me try again. I hope all of you are doing okay. And these are some of the key points, uh, which, yeah, that's right. Some of the key points uh, shared last year, you may recall, so you can link up to what I want to share with you today. This silent revolution triggered off United Nations 
uh, the year before to dedicate 1st October each year as the annual World Day to all people. Today, demographers define older adults, no, 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 older adults, as the third age, the young old, referring to those between the ages of 65 and 75 years old. You point to that category, you are the third age. Then the fourth age, the oldest old, to those over 75 years of age, but these numbers are increasing. And since last year, only one year, there is a revision in the latest report to say that the fourth age is now extended to 80 years and above. So they belong to the, or we in this age group. I just turned 81. So I belong to the category of the oldest old. Welcome. <laughs> United Nations declared the world because of that it's, a, it's become the world as a society of all ages no longer for the young at one time you see the young, young, old huh? and all that all the song glorifying the young but you know that in the 50s, 60s those who were young like myself then today we are old <laughs> All right, so we are in this generation. Yeah. In the Wesleyan tradition, I think I must take this up. Yeah. Trinity Methodist Church has been giving attention and commitment to older people. That is the beginning of our church. I just want to have a very short brief huh, about the start of our church. There was no such building, not even this piece of land. The history tells us that our 65-year church history has shown us, and this is an important point, how God-ordained role of older adults started the English section of the Chinese Methodist Church in Madras Lane during the pre-World War II period. Many of us living around the Madras Lane area, or in Hokkien we call it the Yukalo, because there's an oil mill. And then today you go to Madras Lane, you see an oil mill food court. The oil mill has ceased to uh, operate. That was 65 years more than about that ago. So, the important thing we want to recall is this. The older adults at that point in time, they were a group of very committed Christians. And I selected uh, three songs, you know, when we sang beginning of the church service, remember? Uh, what's the first song can you remember you just sang? What's the first song that we sang? We gather together. The English speaking, what called a section of the Methodist Church, we held our meeting. I call it an hour because uh, you know, I was part of it, you know, then, a very young boy. At 5 p.m., at 3 p.m., there was this Cantonese speaking. Church. The earlier part at 10 o'clock is all, in fact, 9 o'clock, the Hawkins speaking church. Today I want to share with you the God ordained and inspired these older adults. They were the people who have raised from the Hawkins speaking church to so many churches I can name off. Today, I counted that we had at least about seven, and we are inviting them to join our oldest Methodist school in Penang. Uh, we are having a celebration this Saturday. 
we are reconnecting with the Chinese-speaking church. All the time they think they're English-speaking, you know. They are pastors and their DS will be participating this year to reconnect our Methodist connection despite the language differences that we use in our worship service. And I just want to add a bit more. Cantonese-speaking church, they have one of their branch, which is at uh, McAllister Road, next to YMCA. That is an outgrowth of the Chinese Methodist Church, Madras Lane. Trinity Methodist Church, we started in that church. So in 1957, we became a congregation. And that is our history. And uh, all the older we will come to it uh, much later. So we just want to thank God that at any time, even today, our God can still use all of us, irrespective of our age group. And even at that time, let's say uh, 57, uh, all um, our seniors, they were LCEC church members. Many of us were all young people. And among them, you see, we have grown from these older adults, brought in the young, the young established a family, and the families of these people and the next and next generations, they are over here. I can say there are three generations over here. When I was MYF president, in fact, before that, I was vice president. And the MYF president is none other than our lay leader's father, Tan Holly. And we grew together as a church. And then the children in the Sunday school. I'm very pleased, you know, each time when I see pastor dismissing the young one. We all should clap for the young and all the teachers. And through this, they have grown. And now you see who are the leaders in our church. We handed over from the older generation to the next generation and the next generation and so on. Now I move on to the next. Now this is a bit history, eh? Already spoken. Yeah, this is already spoken. I have written uh, my notes. If you are interested, I think I will be able to share with the church. Okay. Now you may ask a question. What makes this uh, group of uh, older adults in the Manchester Church so vibrant and able to grow? We sang the song, Be Thou My Vision. That particular song has touched our young hearts, even today. There is still the vision for us. As young people, we were so touched by the love and compassion of our older adults. They took care of all the, their olders, the seniors, those who were deprived in many ways in the, all the social economic privileges. They went all the way to help and to nurture through their Bible study session and more important, caregiving, the caregiving legacy that they have given to many of us. So you see, you know, to be in a church for three generations is coming to the fourth generation. I'm always pleased to see even Chongjin's uh, son and many of you, your children, growing up, they are the third generation or fourth generation of this church. So let us grow together, grow together. So today, today we are still facing the unprecedented situation in our church. 
we are still experiencing a demographic revelation, a revolution, as more of us are living longer, healthier lives, our churches still face a powerful opportunity. We need to reimagine the future of what our Lord Jesus Christ has installed for this faith community of ours in Trinity Methodist Church. This is very, very important, and we will continue to have much to offer, even as we age. They say, never say, grow old. We are never growing old. We are moving along Pilgrim's journey. Agree? To walk and be nurtured by God and to be fashioned by Him, you know, to be good people according to God's standard for us, preparing us to meet Him face to face in time to come. Now, it is important for me to move on to the next topic. How then does the church relate to its older adults? Ask ourselves this question today. Our older adults are transforming what it means to be 60, 70, 80, 90, and even 100 years and older. Many of us are very uh, accessible to the internet device, huh? even our handphone, you know. And you will find that uh, even from the simple thing like that, from YouTube, you know, and from many of the messages sent by colleagues, they are always telling us about how to get old, usefully. So our church needs to think about that in terms of health, uh, in terms of our spiritual Maturity, that's of church concern. But more importantly, the state of our heart. Very important. Are you growing old happily? Are you growing old more grumbling? More judging? More criticizing? Why they do this? Why they do that? Are we, as we grow old, do we hold the grudge that we have put in our hearts or resentment for someone or someone in our family, you know. And we are never happy because we are not happy with the Lord. What is the message from our Lord Jesus Christ to all of us as we grow old to have spiritual maturity, the heart of forgiveness? Jesus showed us the way to show mercy, compassion, forgiveness, and love, which is more important for one another. Regardless of whatever happened in the past, it is from today that our church, as we recognize our adult, I mean, uh, older adults. Pastor preached that over the last two Sundays. I was touched by that also. Huh? The church will have to be united together Huh? as a body of Christ and be disciplined in the way we conduct ourselves so that the world can see us that we are Christians I would say generally Christ-centered Christians by our life by the way we live people see us I share with you one small incident last week only I was in a food court. There was an old man dressed on a very, I, know, I don't think shabbily, it's right neatly, you know, holding a, a small little bag and a walking stick. Walking from table to table, putting his hand. He, had, he didn't come to my table. When it was over, over there, and I saw many, he even went to the store, you know, store owner. Somewhere, I saw one lady, took up, I think it must be 
a dollar or so, handed to him, he was very thankful. So he continued. He went to the front. I couldn't see him. The next thing I saw, that is a miracle of life. The heart of people, say Penang people, are very generous. I saw one younger man in wood clothes held the hand of the old man, told him, and he was reluctant. He said, come, 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 in Hokkien, lie, lie, lie. Took him to the store where he could buy food. He told the store, whatever he ordered, give it to him. The woman was very shy, could not say anything, you know. Huh? And the, the, the storekeeper had to ask him, Uncle, you want this, 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 or that, you know. And then asked him to sit down. He was so shy, he wouldn't dare to sit down. But they let him sit down. Then it's not, not enough. The young man went over again. I think young man must be the young Ola. <laughs> okay. uh, he went over to the counter, tell the, 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 uh, what called the, the owner selling coffee and all that. Whatever he asked, you give. And then he indicated to the old man. Now, for me, I could have walked out and have done the same thing. But I was waiting, you know, for him to come and then I could give. And I know that my good wife always very generous on, you know. So I was waiting. But even that, the person showed me even better. Don't have to, even, if your heart has it, you go and do it. That touched my heart. Now, this is what I mean a caring church should be. The reaching out. People say, you ask lah, when you need any help, you ask. But sometimes you're moved by the Lord, you just go and help. And I believe all our seniors, at the time of the, I mean, 65 years or even earlier, Chinese Methodist Church, huh? they, I can name a few of them, but I cannot name all. And I know that that group of ladies has shown us a very good example. I thank God that a number of our church seniors today, huh? They follow the example set by this group of ladies. Many of them have been called home. Some of them still alive. And they need care. But the important thing I want to share with you is people like, I remember Mrs. T, Mrs. Il Kwan Kyung, uh, and then who else are there? I never the touch on Mrs. Fox. Can you remember the names? Miss Lee Chen King, for the MOF, uh, MSF, in fact, the one who revived the MSF in Penang is none other than Iris, the father. I can call him uncle. Ang Sim Chuan, Malaya Pile. These are the people that inspire us. Today we have a uh, Tan Kok Huat, my brother, Tan Kok Huat, he is such an example to all of us. I remember I met Tan Kok Huat. We were in a group of seniors among the young teachers on a bus. I want to go, I can remember. No? And we were singing all the way, you know, in the bus to Cameron Highlands. Kok Huat was not yet a Christian. But he was brought to join us because of Tan Holly, Dong Jin's father. And I was so busy, always the organizer, organizer of Kevin Hanlon's trip. And I praise and thank God that Kok Huat came to church. And he's now, I would say, a great inspiration to many of us. We thank God for their lives. We thank God that we have all of us here also young. I know there are many younger people are helping. Even today, I was so touched with a few. I know that uh, there were members who are so concerned, uh, concerned with the uh, seniors that, uh, you know, like Angela Kong. Are you here with Angela Kong? They organize activity, you know. Uh, like Angela also, Mrs. Angela Young and many others. The whole idea is to what? To basically... Sharing the love to others. I can't name all because uh, there are quite a number. 
And they have been a great help to our church. This is how we build up the church huh, of the future. We do not regard now the old... That's another point I want to make. Let me go to the next one. Now, what I want to emphasize is this. As leaders and members of our faith community, I think call ourselves faith community, church has become more like a slang. I know, I know the first time I was in church and I was addressed from, the, from here. Hey, church. Good morning, church. It's a very easy, but it has become a, I don't know, a jargon. Huh? Church. If I say that, hey, faith community of Trinity Methodist Church, faith community, we are a community. We are not just, hey, church. You know? We are a community. So this is what I want to say. I believe that Jesus Christ called us to play an important role in helping our local congregation or community prepare for an aging church and society. I believe that we are called to take the lead in helping to not only that, to educate our community here in Trinity Message Church and also outside, wherever you are, in your workplace, in the school, with your teachers. We need to educate our people so that they will learn. They will learn from our church, from Christ's body, you know, how to really treat people, how to really help to mold character. Character formation should be the essence and the key for our national development. And now we are so, so, so disheartened, especially many of us who grew up since Independence Day. On 31st December, 1957, our church was involved because through the Boys' Brigade and many other churches, Boys' Brigade, we were invited to attend the Declaration of Independence at the Magica Stadium to witness the Independence Day, the first, and to be declared by Tunku Abdul Rahman, Bapa Malaysia, leading us in Magica. I was then 15 years old. We were so inspired. When the Garakuk was sung, our eyes were wet. What happened to the young and even adults of today? Do you see any constructive, what we call godly character transformation in them? This is our responsibility. Not only to our family, to our friends' family, to our community, to our kampung, to our workplace. If you are in a position God put you as a manager or as a leader or supervisor, even as, as a leader of a team, huh? don't say you should call them uh, lead, uh, what called, lead operator. Do you teach them the values first? Like, I call it over here, character transformation. I thank God for the opportunity to go undergo the, through the boys' brigade, through the Sunday school. And many of you share the same thing. In our church, adult Bible class, our church relationship, to build and not to destroy. To be positive and more important, to be proactive and to be future vision. Now, this is, I ask for our church, for our seniors. So today, we are going to rename with the concern of the pastor and also my president, Kokwal. Yeah, we will call it today, from now on, 
every uh, October, we call it Older Adult Recognition Day. Now, what is going to happen will be just after the service. Okay? And then uh, after the benediction, please stay on. And then uh, uh, we will give everybody a little surprise. Never done that before, but we will do it. Thank you. Now, I don't want to elaborate so much of this. Instead, why are we so concerned about our older adults, our old people? You know, the Bible has this to say. We must obey the word of God. Listen and obey. Trust. Listen, believe, obey. And this is actually what I'm putting up there. I don't want to elaborate too much. Huh? Just to mention that even for as early as Genesis, it says that the old people, he's given 120 years. Huh? Abraham was called by God to leave Haran to the promised land. Joshua, how old was he? 85 years old. Then uh, in Psalm 71, 18, he said, even old age and gray hair, the prayer of uh, David, O God, do not forsake me until I proclaim your might to all generations to come. Now that is the task for all our older people. So I, I, I go to the last part. Proverbs 20, 29. The glory of youth is their strength. Now, this is a good thing for the senior. What does he say in the next line? But the beauty of the aged is their gray hair. I think some of you still maintain your, your black hair. But don't, don't, <laughs> that is basically partly genetic. For my family, when you are 40 plus, we follow our father, gray hair. I thank God he gave me a few years of, <laughs> of the dark hair, you know. And mine began to change only four or five years ago. Now, then, oh, New Testament also important. Go back to New Testament. You see, the scripture writers also acknowledge, for example, the prophetess Anna. She was of great age. She was a widow. At the, uh, to the age of, of 84 years. And you know her contribution, eh? when our Lord Jesus Christ was brought to the temple for what? Consecration. Eh? And there was a prophecy, you see? Blessed eh? to the mother of Mary. Now, again, in uh, John 21, 18, very truly I tell you, when you were younger, you used to fasten your belt huh, and go wherever you want. But take note here. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hand just like the old man. Huh? Remember I told him in the food court? Stretch your hand. And someone will fasten the belt around you and take you to where you are to go. Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 6, 4, 16. For this reason, you'll never become discouraged. Even though, even though our physical being is gradually decaying. In fact, I don't like the word decaying. I would say limiting. You know, actually, I say, I'm not changing the word of scripture, but we are, we are different version. We are decaying like you are decaying, you know. But it's disability. I mean, the, uh, limitation. I call it. And I tell you very frankly, I experienced that. Beginning of this year, my wife can tell you, uh, Auntie Bing Lin, uh, that I fell down three times. Two in Penang, one in Australia. Normally, I don't fall down so easily. But now, I know that it's becoming to be a bit of a too frequent. Uh, thing. So, I have to be very careful. Uh, you see? So this is what I'm, I'm saying from here. Gradually decay. 
Yet, important thing, the God gave us something very positive. What did he say? Our spiritual being is renewed day by day. Do we meditate on the Word of God day by day and get our spirit, our mind renewed? This is better than any form of what we call supplement that you take. Renew your mind. Renew your heart. Wearing a smile on your face and let your smile so shine that the world will see that we are Christian by our disposition. I think this is all very, 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 very true as I found over the ages. Uh, this point I'm going to touch a bit on uh, in a while. In Ephesians 6, 2 and 3, honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise that what? So that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. You want to have longevity, the formula here is honor your father and mother. Not only just father and mother, but also all those in your own family, they need help. And within the household of God, so that it may be well with you and you may live long on this earth. First Timothy 5.1.2 Do not speak harshly to an older man or woman for the matter, but speak to him as to a father, to older woman, as mother. Sometimes we are young, we were young, I was very impatient. I remember the time I was a bit harsh with my mom. And the scene that touched my heart was to see my mother sitting at one corner, quietly weeping. Those of you who know our family background, you will know that we did not come from very well-to-do family. We were, in fact, trying to make both ends meet in the urban settlement, in the town. Today, we have got definition of a B40. B40. I think we'll be believing below the B40. I know there's anything out there. To see mother weep after your love to them. To know what they went through. To get a meal on the table. The sacrifices that they make. The books purchased for you from the pawn, go to pawn shop, to pawn the jewelry, the last few jewelry to buy the books for you. That broke my heart. So I decided to do something else in order to help the family, to build the family with all my brothers and sisters. We were all together, seven of us. So this is what the Bible says. Honor your father and mother. And the purpose of this worship service is to encourage our faith community here to embark on the course of aging in an effective, inspiring, and informative way. Recognize the needs of adults. Here, I want just want to say that, you know, we must recognize adults in our church. I love them. And I'm thankful to God that we've got a leadership over here where a lot of older adults huh, are involved in the various aspects of the church ministry. Get them involved. Many other churches, there's a sideline. It's all the young church. So how do the old people feel when they enter a church? 
to see all the young people, hey, hey, happy, you know, all, all the time. Happy, yes, is good. Huh? But they are left alone. They felt so, so lonely in the church. They felt so out of place. Basically, they felt so out of love. This is what we need to do as a church. Now, I want to share this one point, celebrating mature years of older adult, something positive. The older adult ministry, like our church today that we have, we hope you'll continue, embraces the whole faith community in our church. Celebrate together in the mature years. We are not only living longer, huh? but people 65 years of age and older, today, I thank God, huh? I see that many of us are able to walk, though with a stick, but body full of vibrancy huh? in the way we talk. You know, I want to thank God for that. Huh? And many of them are still serving the community, giving the community back to the community for what they have been blessed. And as always let people know, they do it because they are Christian by their love. The best witness that you can ever do. So the chronological age of 65 is longer, the benchmark signaling the onset of later life. As a result of medical advances, scientific discovery, better health care, nutrition, and job safety, many people are living into much older adulthood. So, the older people can bring wisdom, as what Pastor was praying huh, earlier in the service. They can share wisdom and insight to our congregation. There are opportunities for all generations within our church to worship, study, learn, work, and play together. Mature years bring a special opportunity. Now, please take note. It's a special opportunity, especially church leaders, to redefine our goals. What? And of aging well and finishing well. On finishing well, I want to share just a very short huh, uh, write-up about uh, from uh, Pastor Chuck Swindoll, based in Hebrew chapter 12, verse 2. Today, you look back over the past weeks and months. What do you see? Let's reflect on this. What do you see in the last two weeks? How have our Lord's grace, joy, and love Touch your life. When we began the year, that means this year, 2022, we also talked about finishing well. The reality is, we are not finished yet. Our race is not over. Our lives are still being perfected by our Lord Jesus Christ. If we seek Him face to face, every day. We are still, and we still need much more of our master's touch. Yeah, I think so. Ah, okay. So, to, to, to emphasize that by the end of this year, if you follow the Word of God, you will discover that God had wondrous things for us, which we would never have known or experienced. But we are not accepted, huh? Huh? Uh, but had we not accepted the challenge, brought by inevitable changes in the past two years. Now, talk about past two years, we talk about COVID-19, the lockdown, 
Many of us are going to share with you in our hearts as seniors. We miss the beautiful hours that we all spent together before COVID-19. We miss each other, especially, especially uh, our Kubitiam fellowship. We miss each other very much. We have care group, but we never have a chance to meet. It's all Zoom, virtual, online. So today, as we look back to the past week and months, what do we see? Even so, technology has enabled us to be able to what? To share grace, love, and touch our lives. But nothing like person-to-person -person contact. I thank God, I thank God that we are beginning to reconnect huh, in a personal way. Right. This one. Now, this is one, one point I'd like to share before we close. What does the Bible say about caring for our elderly parents and other family members? Exodus 21, honor your father and your mother that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. The Bible has much to say about caring for elderly parents and other family members who are not able to care for themselves. I think this is one thing we need to emphasize to our children and our, uh, our, our children's children. The early Christian church acted as the social services agency for other believers. They cared for the poor, the sick, the widows, the orphans, who had no one else to care for them. Christians had family members in need are expected to meet these needs. Unfortunately, caring for our parents in their old age is no longer an obligation. And many of us are willing not to accept. The elderly can be seen as burdens rather than blessings. Sometimes we are quick to forget the sacrifices of our parents made for us when we were in need of care themselves instead of taking them in our homes, whenever they're safe and feasible, we put them in the retirement communities or nursing homes, sometimes against their will. But there are times where they will prefer to be with a family together. So let's accommodate them. We may not value the wisdom they have acquired through their living long lives, sorry. If they need help with household and yard work, we step up to assist. And if they are under the care of nursing facility, we need to assess the living conditions to make sure our parents are being properly and lovingly cared for. We should never allow cares of the world, this is the key point, to overshadow the things that are most important, serving God's truth, serving people, especially the people in our own families. Again, Ephesians 6, 2, 3 says, Honor your father and your mother which is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on this earth. Let us, uh, in closing, shall we all stand up and join with this liturgy, a, a, a litany of aging for the whole church, eh? all right? Uh, I will read the line and then all of you join in eh, in the bowl free responsively. 
Then the Lord said, My spirit shall not abide in mortals forever. For they are flesh, their days shall be 120 years. Congregation, dear Lord, we do need time to go. Honor your father and your mother so that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Listen, remember the glory of youth is their strength, but the beauty of the age is the gray hair. Remember the days of old. Consider the years long past. Ask your father, and he will inform you. Your elders, and they will tell you. Listen to your father who begot you and do not despise your mother when she is old. So even to old age and gray hairs, O God, do not forsake me until I proclaim your might to all generations to come. Yes, we too will soon know and understand God's gift of growing older. Give us wisdom so that we may serve others as we have been served. Amen. Shall we all also, in closing, join in this prayer? It's a very beautiful prayer. Shall we all say together? And then, uh, are you, uh, I think one of you sit down. Please sit down. Huh? Please sit down. Sit down when we pray, huh? Okay, and the pastor will follow. Shall we say this prayer together? The prayer of St. Francis. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me so love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, pray. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive. It is in pardoning that we are pardoned. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. Amen.